Hey, people of the world, if you have five minutes to spare, we could use your help with an audience survey. It will help us keep the few ads we run relevant to you. Go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey to fill it out. Thank you. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best use of leftovers. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Excuse me. Can I get a doggy bag? You're this. not that person. You oh no, you are that person. I am a hundred percent that person. I always take home. You don't take home. You don't the, the leftovers from a restaurant. What leftovers? There you go. Yep. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the voice of our guest, Mike Schubert. You might know him from Potterless or Horse or Meddling Adults or Modern Muckraker or the now released. It's out there in the world for you to listen to. The newest Olympian, Mike Schubert. Hello, welcome. Thank you for having me. It is a honor to be here. And it's always scary when people mention that I'm doing objectively probably too many podcasts. <laughs> nah, Impossible. No such thing. <laughs> no. Uh, you are, you are hilarious. Potterless is such a sublime tone of comedy. I have to say that show is so much fun. Uh, so thank you for coming on ours. No, it's, it's a, it's a joy to be here. I am very excited to defend. I'm an incredibly pro leftover person where I've gotten yeah. into heated arguments with anti leftover people, which is just a weird thing I don't understand when people are saying, Oh, I don't like leftovers. I, you, I'm sorry. You don't like food you don't have to pay for or cook. Yeah. So, right. so when, when this was one of the potentials on the, the drop down list of topics, I was quite intrigued and ready to rock so i am happy to be here to try to convince anyone out there that might be anti-leftover that they are incorrect yeah Yeah. i didn't know that was a thing but apparently enjoying leftovers or not has sort of been a weirdly had a weirdly political history like starting at the beginning of the 20th century it's you know preserve and then it's the great depression everybody's like yeah leftovers are great and then everybody got money and they were like, no, show you're wealthy by not having leftovers. And then leftovers became part of the feminist movement because it was we don't have time to spend in the kitchen. And then people were like, they're shirking the responsibility. So like it has ebbed and flowed politically, whether people like leftovers or not. And it seems to have come to politically an equilibrium. So now it's just but I can't fathom not like. The the amount of food that we waste in this country is crazy. Yeah. 40%. I want to come out and say I'm not anti-leftover. I just, mm. if I'm at a restaurant, it's very rare that any of that food is making it out alive. <laughs> no, I, now, that I understand. At home, mm-hmm. you know, you make food and you either put it in the refrigerator if you're going to have it in the next couple of days. Or you can use the the super cubes, which are really great silicone containers mm-hmm. that are in cube shape. They're each like a half a cup. And then you put your food in that and then it freezes. That goes in the freezer and you just pop out a cube to eat it whenever you want. Oh, brilliant. Love that. Love so that. Good. It's like an ice cube tray, but it, instead of ice cubes, <laughs> it makes little miniature meals. Look, gumbo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the way that I think we could tackle this today, because it is kind of a wide ranging topic. What is the best way to use leftovers or what's the best use for leftovers i think that a way to break this down is we can look at it as a series of smaller almost like when we do a clean slate episode Mm -hmm. uh where we clear the docket of a bunch of different topics there are a few questions that i think need to get answered before we can figure out what the best use of leftovers is so i want to start with just a few quick questions and then we'll get to one big fun one for maybe the second half the first question though i think that we have to answer is do we want the same thing again? I mean, my answer is always yes. Yeah. Especially if I'm cooking, if I'm putting mm-hmm. a lot of time into cooking a meal, mm-hmm. I want to get more than one meal out of it. Mm-hmm. And when we get to like my one of my biggest things for use of leftovers was when I was working before as a full-time podcaster, I was an engineer and I worked at a plant in a small town in Kent, Washington, which is like 20 minutes South of Seattle. And there's mm-hmm. just no good food options around where my 
hydrogen air separation unit plant was. <laughs> right. So in order to not have to just eat Jimmy John's every single day, because that was like the finest dining near my. <laughs> yeah. I would, to be fair, very fine dining. Yeah, the fanciest. I would just make comical amounts of curry or chili and then just put them in a bunch of glass Tupperwares and then bring those and eat that for lunch every day for a full week. And mm -hmm. I am perfectly okay with doing that. So I'm very okay with eating the same thing multiple times, especially if I've cooked it and put a lot of time into it and it's good. Yeah. Like if it's going to, I know what I'm getting. It's consistent. It's tasty. I have no problem eating the same thing a bunch. That brings a really good question to mind. Mm -hmm. I, I've done that too many times. I'll do that with chili, soup, short ribs. You can make something that will last for multiple days. But in that case, is it leftovers or are you meal planning? I'm making yeah. five days worth of food and portioning it out versus I made a turkey dinner. There's too much of everything. Does it all go into separate containers or do you put it all together? Uh, you know, cause that like chili, once you make chili, mm -hmm. it's chili and you're going to just put it in a bowl and heat it up again. Mm -hmm. Unless you're, I, I mean, but no, that's pretty much all you're going to do, or it's going to top something else. Are we talking about, like, I have extra, I ordered a bunch of Chinese food and I have it all left mm -hmm. over, or I cooked a holiday meal and there, there was too much food. Does meal planning fit into this? I think for me, it seems like that, yeah, I would agree that that feels more like portioning out, making a plan, but that's part of this question. Most of these sure. are, uh, I think this particular question, we have to answer both ways. Uh, if we're going to find the best use, we have to figure out the best way to store and or use leftovers in their entirety and also a version of repurposing them. Right. But I think generally I are just maybe it's just because I've watched a ton of chopped. Generally, I are on the side of looking at a burrito and going, all right, what can I turn yesterday's burrito half into? <laughs> I mean, I think I think meal planning could be one of mm -hmm answers yeah absolutely that's true as we could decide that mm -hmm. when you are going into leftovers with the intention of this will be eaten three days from now right and i think that could be a factor because some of the things when i do meal planning i intentionally know that they either become different in leftover form or taste better mm -hmm. for example if i do jambalaya it is a different consistency. The first day it's a little more soupier. The next days after it soaks more in the rice and everything, it gets a little thicker. Same thing with curry. It gets mm. thicker as it goes on. The jambalaya gets spicier as those peppers are just sitting in the stuff more and more. So mm -hmm. I feel like that also switches up the variety. So yeah, I think meal planning could just be one of the answers as opposed to trying to incorporate it into every other use, whether that is like, I think one answer could be you order too much at the restaurant or right. something else. Right. There are so many different versions of what leftovers are. And why I think we have to answer this question twice. Uh, we have to go down both paths of this question. So that actually takes me to another one on this mini list of questions. Wait, Mark, before you ask that, can I ask a related question? Please. From that first section. Uh -huh. I've never eaten at Jimmy John's. The thing I know the most about <laughs> it is that they advertise on Brock Lesnar's shorts. Do they serve you your food in a boxing glove? Uh, not at the the ones I've gone to. Okay. Okay. Will just... they serve it to you in a boxing glove? <laughs> if you bring a boxing glove. <laughs> bring your own glove. If you like, if you, and you like, you know, you put like one of those wood things that they put in shoes to keep them in the right shape. So it had, but you have like a sandwich shape, one of those wood things. Like a rolling pin, stick a rolling pin in a boxing glove and take yeah. it in there and be like, can you swap this rolling pin for a sandwich Indiana Jones style? Do you think that they would do it? If the price is right, I feel like they would. Well, thank you for speaking on behalf of Jimmy John subs. It's also James John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it is it it's true like that their entire board of directors are made up of people who are so muscular that they cannot put their hands on their waists anymore? Like there was a time when they could, but they've sacrificed that for bulk and veins. <laughs> is that true? Can anybody out there verify that? Somebody verify this. They're For just, God's they're, sake. They hold their board meeting at the Mr. Olympia competition. I, I do like the idea of Subway being the whole, you can lose weight if you eat Subway stuff, and Jimmy John's is the next level. It's like, you can bulk up and yeah. Jimmy John's every day. <laughs> our, our newest sandwich is in powder form. Yeah. The Have bread. a creatine salad, you weakling. <laughs> this bread isn't made with with flour and yeast. It's made with creatine and whey. <laughs> 
Oh, Subway <laughs> makes their bread out of yoga mats. We make ours out of weights. <laughs> Our soups are guaranteed to take the hair off of your head and put it onto your chest where it belongs. <laughs> Our mayonnaise is actually melted dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jimmy John's. This episode oh, brought to you in part by Jimmy John's. <laughs> Proud sponsor of yelling in weight rooms. <laughs> Jimmy John. Yes, Timmy Tom. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. If we are going with full, we're keeping the meal as is, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And again, this could come down to the meal planning part of it. Do you store it as cooked, portioned into individual portions, or deconstructed into its parts? Meaning all of the chicken goes in one, all of the mashed potatoes go in one. I'm assuming your meals are always just chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What you have cooked. It also yeah. depends on your Tupperware situation, because if I have recently done the dishes and all my Tupperware are clean and not already filled with food, then I can mm-hmm. do big one, small one, all that kind of stuff. Other times mm-hmm. I got to get more creative and just everything goes together. I feel like I always try to, in a best case scenario, put everything together. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's something where you can kind of just open the Tupperware, overturn it on a plate, and then just put it in the microwave, that is right. the dream. Or just even put the Tupperware straight into the microwave. That would be individual portion, though, or you would go and you would put the whole, like, if you have half a casserole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's something that that's like that, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But, like, if I've recently, I did a big, I just did, like, chicken and roasted vegetables and rice, and I did each Tupperware as a as like a little meal. So I put like mm-hmm. rice at the bottom and then the chicken on top and then the veggies. And then that was really easy when I got a plate. I just kind of like scooped all the veggies onto one side. I put the chicken onto one side and then just dumped out the rice in the other corner. And then boom, it was very easy to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that concept. And I really, I'm very into organizational TikTok where I could sit and watch. You could show me 12 hours of people who have just gone shopping, restocking their perfectly organized fridges and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously when they have leftovers, they make, they have like the perfect container for it. I like to build my own plate, especially the more components there are to the actual dish, the more I want them separate so that I can decide, oh, this time I'm going to have more vegetables than protein. Right. This time I want more starch than vegetables. I like to have that sort of, uh, that's a fun journey to go on. It makes me, it makes the meal feel new each time I have it. So do you super individually portion them then? Or do you do that like all of the green beans go in one container? Yeah. All of Okay. No, each green bean goes in its own container. <laughs> and then I decide how many green beans I want. It takes very, it takes me nine it, hours. It's a big snap close glass lids where it's. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> per, per individual green bean glass container. Yeah. You see my fridge. It takes up half of our apartment. It's a good <laughs> fridge, man. It's a, you have a walk-in. You're the only person I know with a walk-in in his home. <laughs> Well, I figured we didn't need the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Not that third bathroom anyway. You already have a men's and a women's. And a Jimmy John's. By the way, yeah, did you guys know that Hal lives in a Jimmy John's, right? Yeah. Table three needs to be cleaned up, if you don't mind. No problem. I'll bench press the mop over there <laughs> immediately. Thank you, Jimmy John's, for being a sponsor. Are they the ones that put the cookies on the milkshakes? Maybe. I have no idea, but what's, now I need to go wherever that place yeah, is. What's the, yeah, what's there's a spot. I thought it was Jimmy John's that does a little circular cookie with a hole in the middle and they <laughs> slip it down over your uh, milkshake straw. Yeah. Wow. Does it sell, right? Right. A little bit of Chicago. Wow. That doesn't, that's not what Jimmy John's would. Jimmy John would never do that. Their whole thing is like, their whole thing is speed. They get it to you very quickly. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know how fast it is for them to cut a straw shaped hole in a cookie or, 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 <laughs> Or do that for it's okay. just like adding plates to a dumbbell like they're used That's to that true. just slide like if you're if they're like come on you wuss and they'll slide four on there and be like you want me to add more you're like yeah add more the place near me hired the three children with alopecia from minority report so i they have my sandwich ready for me when i go in even if i don't know what i want they've already figured it out Mm-hmm. Wow. Precog sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, another question on our miniature tour. Uh, what's the best storage container? Glass top supremacy. Nothing can beat yeah. a glass Tupperware. I think you're, you you sure. can see through it. You've got the, the lid is uh, Pyrex specifically, that mm-hmm. super thick glass. Mm-hmm. Microwave safe, freezer My, safe. Yeah. Exactly. That's the Dishwasher safe. And then Except they also, the they don't stain. When I was no. out of college, I bought the Ziploc plastic ones, which are fine. But the mm. first time you do any sort of marinara sauce, oh yeah, 
anything with a tomato <laughs> in it, you now have Tupperware with a red hue forever. <laughs> will, no matter how many times you wash it. So I remember when I got my first set of glass Tupperware, I felt like a big boy adult. And then when we got a whole bunch on the wedding registry, oh, baby, that was a big day. And they're the ones where you can stack them in between so you can put a small one inside the big one. And Oh, that's the dream. In your, in your counters. So, yeah, it's glass tub all the way. Yeah. Do you have the little ones? Because I haven't seen little glass Tupperwares. I've just yeah. seen the... So I have Ooh. I have square I have three different shapes. You've got cube looking square ones mm-hmm. and cylinder ones and then long rectangle ones, which are good if you mm-hmm. use something like a steak or a chicken breast that isn't necessarily going to fit in the square one. Right. And all of them have a smaller one that can fit into the bigger one so you can save cabinet space, which is huge in huge in New York City where I sure. live. I have half of a cabinet, I think, and that everyone's like, Wow, wow, you have half a cabinet. Uh, so <laughs> I, I very much enjoy them. And also just on the go they're really nice because if i ever bring them to the studio the podcast recording studio then i don't have to bring plates and you can just microwave it up and then eat out of it and it works really mm-hmm. nice whereas plastic tupperware i don't know you have to worry about if you use too sharp of a knife you're gonna like cut into it and then you've got grooves in your tupperware so then definitely you're gonna hold more of those tomatoes yeah Ugh. yeah so i i love i love a glass tupperware man really good yeah. stuff easier to wash too just mm-hmm. so much quicker mm-hmm. that's great yeah, Absolute I'm pleasure. all way, I'm all the way team glass Tupperware freezer bags sometimes for the for stackability sake. That's the only the thing I would use is I, I would say if you're freezing something like if you've got like uh, I've been fishing before and caught a bunch of fish and cleaned them, you know, and you have you have to kind of put those in plastic bags because, you know, one Tupperware per fish, you know, that's not going to work. So I'll just get uh, plastic bags in the freezer sometimes rinse them out. You can use them again. Great Depression style leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I feel bad being a person that uses Ziploc bags, so I will try to get at least two uses out of them. I use them for steaks. I buy, I buy steaks in like three packs and then just freeze them so Mm -hmm. that when it's time to use them, you just put them in the refrigerator the night before, let them thaw out. That's, Mm -hmm. it's, they're great. They're, they're really good. But the glasses. Yeah. That's just the ultimate for any leftover. It does it all. So, uh, one more question on this. If we do want the same thing again, do you go long-term storage or short-term storage? I like to do short-term just because I don't find that things get worse if you've had them over a couple of days. Like I know some people, a big anti-leftover thing will be, it's not as good the first time. I don't think that's true, but I will say that not everything freezes well. Some things work, but I just feel like it can make stuff water down or lose its flavor. You've got freezer burn concerns. So I usually go for a, a shorter term run unless it's something that I have made because of, oh, crap, we have to cook this type of thing. And you just make like a big vat of soup or big vat of mm-hmm. chili. But for the most part, I'm usually trying to do it and then eat it all within a week. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. There are very few foods that once they're cooked, freeze well long term. Chili and soup are maybe the two exceptions. Mm-hmm. But Pasta sauce, too. Anything, yes. Anything that you have to. It's different when you're making something that is a full process just to make a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. My parents are huge on my dad will make his own marinara sauce and mm-hmm. then just freeze a bunch of it. And then if he's making a dish that incorporates that, he'll then thaw it so that rather than having to buy Prego, he will just have his own for whether that's chili or meatballs or pasta, whatever. So I can support that if it's like I'm more on freezing ingredients or components of a dish as opposed to right. an entire meal for future use. Yeah, yeah I, I guess the only ones that that would work for would be and yeah, it's chili, it's uh, soup, it's pasta sauce, it's things that are generally liquid, I think. Cookie, cookie dough. Cookie if dough you, you can do. Yeah, make cookie dough and then just preform your cookies, yeah. put them in a Ziploc or whatever container, glass container and put it in the freezer and they're good for like a month, two months, something Sweet. like that. Yeah, for me it's I don't like thawing. I know it sounds dumb. It's such a, it, it requires thought and planning of what I'm going to have for dinner. Like if it's, if I make way too much chili, I will put it in the big thing in the fridge and I'm way more apt to just have chili for three days rather than put it into, you know, things that I freeze and then go, well, I'll eventually throw that away. Yeah. <laughs> Is with that, Cause I'm never going to think, I'm never going to think the eight hours in advance about what I'm having for dinner. Right. That I need to thaw a thing. What's so annoying is like to thaw a meal, you have to just kind of leave it on the counter and do it as opposed to even just thawing out 
chicken breasts or steak or whatever, you can at least have things to speed it up, whether that's microwaving or running it under hot water or something. You can't do that with a meal. So you really have to remember at 2 p.m., oh, I want to have dinner in five hours. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's just, ugh, it's not a, it's not a fun process. Yeah. So short term is the answer we're going with. Now, this is more of a food storage question, I realize, but you did mention a second ago that you like to separate things Wait, out. Wait, hold on a second. Before you yeah. move on, I feel like we we're burying the lead here. Do you never plan out meals, Mark? Do you Very like not buy rarely. green bananas and just like you wake up and Oh, never. No, that's why my quarter mile at a time. That's why my fridge is always empty. If I'm going to make something for dinner, I go to the grocery store, get what I need, Oh make my it. god. Every time Every every Mike, time, every time Mark sends me a picture of his fridge, and he sent me one this morning with a <laughs> with a jar of what I can only assume is a liquefied orange highlighter. It was Jello. I make Jello eggs. in a mason jar. Yeah, Jello in a mason jar. Nice. A dozen eggs and a uh-huh. lightsaber handle. <laughs> yeah. That's all that's in there. That's all, folks. Mark's not going anywhere. He hasn't just come back from vacation. I mean, sort of, but he's been back for long enough. Yeah, that there's no reason why that wouldn't have enough food that you could look at it and say, what would I like to make tonight? Even for that. But like, you won't even, you're like Jimmy John's. I'm like Jimmy John's man. Yeah. Of, uh, you just, I'm just going to pump it out. Well, yeah. I like to make it Jimmy John's. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I do shop for groceries like there is no tomorrow, except I always assume there's going to be a breakfast tomorrow because I'm not going to leave to go get the stuff I need to make breakfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you so I always have because that was the closest I ever got to that was down the street. It's just down the street from me. When I lived yeah. in Seattle, I lived above a 24 hour Safeway, which was mm-hmm. the best thing because oh, I yeah. would just go downstairs to get food. So I was a food waste king in that I didn't waste any food. I would just buy whatever I needed. And if I, it was also great because I'm also very good at forgetting the one thing you're making tacos <laughs> yeah. and you tortillas, you are making chili and you forget jalapenos. And then I could just turn off the burners, run downstairs, get whatever I need, go back up, turn it on and, and that was great. So yeah, yeah. I, that was the one time my fridge was also <laughs> in a state of it barely had anything in it because I just bought what I needed and grocery runs were incredibly easy. Yeah. My sister lived above a Whole Foods in DC and it was the same thing. It was just, oh, I forgot this. Uh, I forgot there were a lot of butter. So, you know, I, I stayed there for a while. It was, it is a dream to have that, especially at Whole Foods that has that hot bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could also just go, do I want to make breakfast or do I literally want to walk downstairs and scoop some eggs and bacon into a compostable tray and bring it back up? <laughs> the hot bar is back at our local Whole Foods. And every time I pass it, it looks it feels to me like a box with a twig holding it up and a sign <laughs> saying hot food. Like, nice try, COVID. I'm not falling for this. I know you put out that baked chicken that's dried out. You have created a version of COVID in the last few months, Hal, that is basically Wiley e. Coyote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wiley e. Coyote is never successful. That's the difference. Um, all right. Getting back to my question. We're talking food storage. Mm-hmm. There's some great classic versions of food storage. I think it'd be fun to pick a winner between freezing, canning, preserving, drying what others would be on the list refrigerating uh, yeah I think no, 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 i'm saying this is like long term long term pickling that was the other one pickling I, f- I mean pickling i feel like inherently turns whatever you've started with into something else so i don't yeah. know if that's yeah. storage that feels more like a process yeah that's true also, like fermenting is also yeah. it yeah. makes it a totally different thing you don't pickle your leftover turkey from thanksgiving I, thanksgiving is the is, i think the don't you the most leftovers now? i don't i never do i'm not gonna <laughs> Put that stuff in vinegar. I we, we brined it. Enough. We brined our turkey before we cooked it. Yeah. Why not brine it after we cook it? That's Have some not the same. You're turkey pickles, man. All sorts of weird stuff. Mix the two great you. Disneyland foods. I hope your pickle and the turkey stays leg. empty. I hope you heard that. <laughs> I want that refrigerator empty. I, I want those those eggs need to be amnestied out of there. I feel like freezer is the way to go. I feel like even if it's going to make some stuff watery for long term, it's the best option. What's also clutch is that a freezer gets used enough for other things that you won't. 
it's hard to forget about it because you'll be in there, you'll be getting ice or ice cream or whatever. Right. And then you go, oh, I forgot we have chili. Nice. I don't have to make dinner tomorrow. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, I don't have to make dinner in three days if I take this chili out now. Thawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I hate thawing. Mark, do you heat your food with a lighter? You know you can just throw it into a pot at like low heat and it'll cook itself up just fine. Not fast enough, Hal. Not fast enough. You know, what do you care? It's not, you're not planning it out anyway. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I like my, I like my meals to be, that's why I like breakfast food so much. I like everything to be able to be completed from decision to cook to eating food in less than 10 minutes. It's a huge breakfast advantage. Huge, huge yeah. breakfast. Everything's flat. All the flat foods. <laughs> the yeah, they cook fast. Yeah. yeah. So we've established a full set of things that Mark yeah. remembers and I don't. We're going to take a break and I'll try to jog my memory as we move into a different type of leftover use, which is turning it into other types of dishes. That's What's right. That gonna lead to? We'll Who find knows? out. We'll get it. We'll be right back. You'll learn. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed right now or like you're at a total loss, but that's okay. Even if your stress is high, you could probably use a chance to unload, and that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it's more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you, but as someone who has been in therapy for several years, I cannot recommend enough how valuable it is just to talk to somebody who is a neutral third party who is trained to not only listen, but help you work through issues in your life. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and We Got This listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash We Got This. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash We Got This. We Got This is brought to you in part by Soylent. We've all been there. You either don't feel like cooking or you're in a rush and you wind up getting some food that does not make you feel great. Wouldn't it be better if you had something that you could just grab and go with? That's where Soylent comes in. They're the original food tech company and they make delicious and nutritious products in convenient formats. You got a complete meal and a ready-to-drink shake or powder. You just take it go no cooking needed even if it's the powder you're just mixing it with water and then not a ton of cleanup either it's just an easy grab and go and it gives you what you need to get through the day in a healthy way you can get bars you can get complete energy you can get protein whatever it is that you need to feel better whether it's a meal replacement or a pick-me-up or a snack at some point during the day Soylent has you covered so please And personally, I love the flavors, too. They actually taste good. So unlike a lot of shakes where either there's a residue or it's just not that great and you're sort of drinking it because you have to, you're going to drink Soylent because you want to. It actually tastes that good. Check it out. Get complete and balanced nutrition made from U.S.-grown and sustainable sourced ingredients. It's good for you. And hey, it's good for the planet, too. So go to Soylent.com slash we got this and use code we got this to get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent.com slash we got this and code we got this for 20% off your first order. All right, we're back. Did you learn? The way you're going to learn. I learned. <laughs> Jimmy John's going to teach everything. We got a new education <laughs> system in schools. Teach you how to do your squats and how to curl those dumbbells without ruining your biceps. Yeah, none of this indoor kids education anymore. The outdoor kids are taking over teaching now. Everything's going to be squat based. Try our new sandwiches served in edible neoprene sleeves. <laughs> oh, yum. <laughs> right. All right. Now we're going to move on to repurposing your leftovers. Yeah, this is Hugely fun, I gotta say. I love doing it. Again, I'm a huge chop nerd. Are you guys have cooking show? Uh, are you are you fans of any particular cooking shows? Chopped is good. I like Cutthroat Kitchen, which is like chopped on cocaine. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, they just add extra stuff. But I'm also a huge fan of. I think Beat Bobby Flay is highly underrated because mm. in that show you basically have 
two people that are not Bobby Flay going head to head. One of them wins. And then they get to say, I'm making my signature dish that I've perfected over the past 10 years of my life. And I've dedicated my entire life to. And then Bobby Flay goes, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. And then he makes like some pseudo version that is kind of close. And it's just like I remember the the best example was someone had perfected the best simple s'more. And they were like, Mm -hmm. Graham crackers from scratch. I make the marshmallows from scratch. I use this particular chocolate and it's just the perfect s'more. And then Bobby Flay was like, yeah, s'mores are kind of boring. So I made a waffle instead of graham crackers. And then instead of marshmallow, I made marshmallow <laughs> ice cream. And then I just put this like chocolate caramel sauce on top. Uh, and then I hit it with a blowtorch. And this yeah. other person like did all of this thing and the judging, they go to eat it and they're like, yeah, this is like fine, but it's like, it's kind of simple. And then they have Bobby Flay's thing. They're like, yeah, it's not really a s'more, but this is great. And then he beats everybody. <laughs> Yeah, like they feel every day for a decade, and Bobby's like, I think I heard of this once, and then he makes a better shakshuka, and (laughs) just so good. (laughs) At least he's now the early days of this show. At least he's now just doing it in his studio. He previously would go to like people's houses and their restaurants, and like he would just show up on their turf and then food shame them and then leave. Yeah. At least now they are, they're making the, they have to make the active effort to come get whooped by someone invariably adding chili peppers to anything, uh, including a s'more. Yeah. It always works. I, I, and I also like that the, the like, not the people that judge the food, but the people who are hosting the show are mm-hmm. some sort of coworkers or friends of his that just razz him the entire, oh, yeah. just talk <laughs> trash to Bobby play the whole show. And he just has to grin and bear it and then stomp some poor soul oh. and make a better version yeah. in 15 minutes of prep time <laughs> than what they've devoted their entire adult life towards making. Uh, it's yeah. just a dive into his psyche. He's basically showing up. <laughs> to meet some chef ripping their own arms off and beating them to death with them pretty much <laughs> right it, it's like someone, it's like someone preparing a perfect rap song and then black thought comes in and just drops a freestyle that's twice as good <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would have uh, <laughs> yeah uh, those are all great shows i also i'm really enjoying the new uh, ben and jerry's ice cream contest that they're having Ooh, great british bake-off uh-huh. is great master oh, yeah. chef Free like british, anything british anything with people but I, I i get what's so great about chopped is that you don't know what's going to be in the mm-hmm. basket until until they lift it up, until they lift the cover off, and then you have to get creative. And sometimes it's like that with leftovers as well. You Absolutely. Can eat it as is. You can make a hash. You can make um, uh, uh, another hash. You can make a third type of hash. <laughs> you can also make Let me, sort of sandwich, which is huge. Sandwich, which, yes. You know, even things that shouldn't be. Like you've got curry and a leftover baguette, and you're like, hell yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah making this work any meat that you have when you guys do a sandwich do you take the big old slab of whatever it is that's left or do you try to like super thin slice it like you're going um classic deli sandwich i think it depends on the bread sometimes but usually if i'm taking a bigger thing like a steak or a chicken Mm -hmm. breast if it's fully intact i will at least chop it into smaller strips that i can arrange on the bread more nicely so that the the surface area is good but there have been times where if I'm more in a pinch, uh, I will just put the thing flat on bread and then just mm-hmm. eat it and rip it instead of pre-slicing. That feels like a time-dependent yeah. thing as opposed to giving thought to my meal. I don't know, though. You may not be able to beat the classic post-Thanksgiving, just oh. bread, turkey, mayo, go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sauce, stuffing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mashed potato, gravy, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. bread. You can put talk, basically <laughs> talk you're about, taking yeah. the entire. No, you are. You're taking the whole Thanksgiving yeah. meal and you're right. making a sandwich out of it as opposed to you don't just have turkey left over. Mm-hmm. So to say I'm going to make a turkey sandwich is to deny everything else unless you just throw it on the side, in which case you're doing a hybrid. But if you want to get right. creative, you figure out, all right, do I layer this? Do I take all the components and find a way to blend them, like make a mixture of them where I'm chopping the meat and then I'm, mm-hmm. it's going in everything else. And that becomes a spread that you put on the bread. Like you have a lot of yeah, different yeah. options in creating a sandwich and using all those components. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, do you guys keep it in the family? Meaning let's say you had yeah. in, in one week, you had the equivalent of a Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're going to keep it in a family. Keep it you had the equivalent family, of a Thanksgiving right? meal and the equivalent of like a big Italian meal. Would you cross pollinate in your sandwich making and or your creative use of the leftovers? Or would you be like, nope, this is I got all the these leftovers from this meal are going to create this meal. 
the time I will do that is if I get to a point in the leftovers where there's not enough for a full meal, but I still have a little mm-hmm. bit. And then I have to hybridize. So sometimes I will turn taco meat into a P.F. Chang's lettuce wrap or something. (laughs) Uh, something Not enough. So you you have some other things like, oh, I have an extra bell pepper. Maybe I'll just roast some bell peppers and add it to whatever I've got. A thing that I more often do, I I guess I do more often keep it in the family. It's just I'll do Mm. a different type of dish. So a big one, I'll make a big thing of taco stuff. And then usually I will at some point in my days of eating tacos every day i will run out of tortillas and i don't want to buy more so Mm -hmm. then i will cook up some rice and then i turn it more into like a chipotle burrito bowl thing where yeah some rice add whatever meat veggie combo is left and then mix that all in and then it feels like i've spiced it up a bit more whereas Mm -hmm. i'm not eating the exact same thing now it's in a different container so i do that more often than anything when i convert it into something new i've usually run out of something that is kind of expensive like uh, if i was doing fancy bread or tortillas or mm-hmm. whatever do you add fresh ingredients to supplement generally or do you only if i feel like i don't have enough food uh yeah. or or if like in the course of eating the leftovers i feel like something has been eaten more than the others um mm-hmm. But I, I'm usually just ride or die through because uh, I because like like you're saying, Mark, I usually buy exactly what I need to cook the thing. And then I don't yeah. just have spare vegetables until I join, you know, a CSA or imperfect produce where I'm trying to oh, I got to find a use for this kumquat and squash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't hit that yet. So I usually yeah. have spare vegetables in my house. Yeah, I tend to keep them separate from one another. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's like there are very rare occasions, like like the episodes of G.I. Joe where the October Guard, they would have to team up with one another <laughs> because Cobra was threatening them both. So that is a time where you go, OK, I guess we'll work them together. But generally, you have enough left over of each that they, you don't need to mix them all. I feel like you throw them onto a blender, don't you, Mark? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Hal, that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. blender is on my or blended is on my list that I have for you gentlemen to peruse and for us to talk about of different assorted ways that I have uh, discovered the most, what seem to be the most popular ways to repurpose uh, leftovers. One, we have already, a couple of them we have already talked about, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the sandwich, of course, uh, and the taco slash burrito. Basically anything that can become a vessel, a wrap uh, that makes it a handheld thing. So, Taco, burrito, wrap, sandwich, all of those. You also have uh, soup, making a soup mm. uh, or a stock. Yeah. Sauce, using uh, vegetables to make a sauce or using whatever you've got to uh, create a, in my case, probably marinara sauce. Frittata or omelet. Uh-huh. A stir fry. Yeah, stir fry is yeah. a real good option. That's a good one. A salad. And yes, Hal, the blender. Most uh-huh. useful for uh leftover. I know this is one that you might not agree exists. Leftover desserts. Throw them in a blender. Make balls. Freeze them. Those become... For, of what? I couldn't even imagine a single thing that would warrant that. Yeah. What? What? What are you... Provide you done the blender. The blender came up. The blender came up a lot. Who are you? I, I couldn't imagine what would, I can't imagine what would work and yeah. then blending and then would still work. Anything that's coming to mind is like, like a curry. Why would you blend it? It's already yeah. basically a chunky soup. Same thing. Uh, with what is, what, what, what? Just smoothie, uh, your brown, your brown, uh, your brown bananas become smoothies oh, in the morning. Oh. Those aren't leftovers. That's old produce. Yeah. Well, old produce. I, I, that, so th- then this is my question. Are old ingredients considered leftovers? No, are we just no. talking about from specific? No, that's a specific managed, prepared meals. That is that's a poorly thing. managed pantry, which everybody, <laughs> look, I am guilty of it as well. I okay. buy things with every good intention and then only to a couple weeks later go, well, I guess I can't eat this spinach anymore. It's grown hair. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, That's when, fair. I, when I think of a leftover, it is I had a meal and then there is additional food that cannot right, yes. be eaten. That's that's my brain of leftover. I think the other stuff gets into what we kind of already 
poo-pooed before in terms of other types of preparation. Right. Preparation and storage kind of stuff. We're going bad. Now I'm going to turn it into a pickle. I've got right. bananas going bad. Now I'm going to use them in banana bread or some sort of dessert. Yeah. I think gotcha. that's different than a leftover. I think that's food preserving, which I think is a different but somewhat related but not the same thing we're talking about. 100%. Well, let's go, let's just go down and talk about some of those. Do you guys ever do uh, stocks or soups? I, like take your I, turkey carcass and make a turkey stock out of it or? Yeah, it's usually intentional. It's usually like I am going to buy a whole chicken and then mm-hmm. the first night or two nights we will have the chicken and then we will save all of the bones and stuff so that we can later turn it into stock to then make soup it would and usually right. that kind of thing will freeze because we don't want to go straight from a bunch of chicken meals into chicken soup meals we'll mm-hmm. let that wait a little bit so i do it but it's usually an intentional choice of we're going to use part of it and then the leftovers will be or the the remaining bits will become a future ingredient in later in the road meal yeah yeah, I'll do. Also, I'll do for a chicken or turkey. I'll do a gravy. I'll roast mm-hmm. the chicken in the instant Ooh, pot, yeah. and then I'll take all the juices that goes into a pan. A little flour, a bunch Oof. of salt and pepper, slow or cornstarch rather, rather than mm-hmm. or either one, and then thicken it up, and then it stores for a while, and it's it's great and everything. That's what I did for Thanksgiving this past year. You want so you wind up on your turkey leftovers mm-hmm. using a gravy that is made out of the very turkey that the gravy is being poured over. Hundred percent. That's every part of the buffalo, man. You might as well build a canoe. This is amazing. This is what we do. We have to like preserve it all. I'm not as good. Yeah. I, I've definitely saved more chicken carcasses than I've ever made stocks out of. And mm. that is one of the things where I look and go, <laughs> boy, I had every good intention, but this isn't happening. And then into the trash can graveyard it goes. Yeah. Uh, shrimp shells and uh, lobster shells are great for that, too. When Ooh. I was up in Canada, the lobsters were dirt cheap and they would come, you know, whole in the shell. So you make a lobster and then throw that into a pot, little water, you know, make a sofrito before and then put it all in there. And then lobster stock. That was a, that, that was a awesome. Cause it seems, cause lobsters seem like they were cheap there, but they seem like a fancy thing. So it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I don't want to, I can't throw away the yeah. shells of this fancy thing. So I should probably just go ahead and cook with the shells of this fancy thing. <laughs> I think the limitation of a stock or soup the mm-hmm. reason why I wouldn't pick it as a winner is it doesn't universally apply to every single thing you might have left over. Like start, you're not going to, I guess you could make like a potato soup, but really mm-hmm. if you're going to make a potato soup, you're going to do a cream base and you're going to have whole potato. Right. You have to stretch that a lot more. And my favorite thing to make stuffing, I would never make a soup out of it because I would rather cook it into something else and have it retain some of its form. Mm-hmm. You kind of lose something of the you lose too much of the original food item when it's made into a soup for my taste to pick it as the best yeah, yeah. i think it's too specific it really depends on the ingredient some things work really well like lobster shells chicken carcass etc but not everything is going to work and not every meal is necessarily going to have the the unused products that can be later used into something else so i think yeah but it's just i think it's too specific to to be considered the best because it's not like a universal thing whereas mm-hmm. i think anything you cook can be put into a glass tub and put in the fridge and eat later there's very few things that i think you've got to well we have to eat it now we cannot eat this again tomorrow kind of thing yeah yeah i agree what we talked you talked a little bit about egg dishes omelet frittata those are good again mm-hmm. those apply it feels like a lot of these are very specific to proteins and vegetables yeah, and, and starches, starches are what's usually the leftover part. There is a family off to the side of that. What about a hash? Now, uh, casseroles <laughs> and quiches. Quiches mm-hmm. a little bit more towards the, the egg side of things, but I think a casserole gives you the ability to mix in a ton of different ingredients in a somewhat new way. You're basically making leftover lasagna, depending mm-hmm. on how you layer it. Yeah. Interesting, because... I always the thing that I think of as being the leftover is the casserole. You know what I mean? Like it's part of the meal because you have casserole. Part of the, yeah, if the casserole is the meal, whether it's a lasagna or a uh, stuffing, it yeah, whatever it is, the casserole would be the thing itself. So turning one casserole into another casserole, interesting thought. Yeah, I also am not always the biggest fan of. If I already have leftovers and I'm looking to to do something else with them, the prospect of basically cooking something else with already cooked food feels mm-hmm. like a 
too much work for what I want to do. And then right. B, I would worry if there's something that it could get overcooked or in the case of meat dried out. And if you, I feel, I just feel like it's a lot, uh, to put into a leftover. Whereas like some of the other repurposing we've talked about is just like taking food. Now it's on a, a sandwich. Now I just, I'm eating the same yeah. thing. My brain is like, ah, new meal. Or like I was talking about turning tacos into a rice based dish. That's mm. such a lower lift as opposed to preparing a whole other sort of thing. And if it's already been cooked all the way through, you're right. You don't want to overcook something that's already been cooked. So either keeping it either cold or just to the point of heated up. Right. And then might wind up being fry, which you brought up. You Mm -hmm. just got to cook something else. And then at the very end, you can kind of put it on top. You know, you just get a bunch of veggies. They're all ready to go. Now I've topped it with this other thing I've made just Mm -hmm. to get warm, not necessarily re you cook further and then i've got tough steak now or right really gross tofu whatever though i will say i don't i, I want to give a defense to the omelet and the frittata in this mm. because those are things a i that's my go-to generally because i don't do a lot of uh starches my general go-to when i'm doing leftovers is whatever i have left over goes into a pan gets heated up, gets eggs cracked into it, and then into the oven for a frittata or flipped over for an omelet. That, to me, is the easiest version. I think it keeps flavor profiles intact because eggs are pretty neutral. So if you've got something with a lot of punch, like I made leftover Chinese food into an omelet the next morning. What was it? What was the dish that you made into an omelet? It was was just like stir-fried vegetables. Which is weird that like water chestnuts are a weird thing to have that in a omelet, but it's a lot of it's, moisture. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I fry them, fry it long enough to draw most of the water out of it, then do the eggs in it. But that to me is my fastest version of leftovers. Yeah. Omelet's a really good version of, Oh, I don't really have enough to make a full meal out of this, mm-hmm. especially if you've got something that kind of can go both ways as a protein a big one i would do is if i have just a little bit of steak left not Mm -hmm. enough to pull me up slice it up now i've got steak and eggs and that's perfect because in order to make my breakfast feel really filling i just want some sort of thing other than just the eggs and to have a couple strips of steak along is perfect Uh, i don't want a full lunch or dinner size portion of of steak with with breakfast so yeah i think it's it's really good if you're trying to supplement just a little bit left of leftovers throw in some eggs boom yeah which is usually what I have is I usually don't have a ton of leftovers. So the ones I have is just whatever was last night's meal. Yeah. Becomes here's another quick, uh, I guess sidebar question. Do your leftovers usually become the next day's breakfast, lunch or dinner? Usually lunch for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because lunch. Yeah. I th- and I think that's for a lot of people because. A, a huge pro of leftovers is just how easy it is. And if you're going into an office or if you just want to get through lunch quickly, mm-hmm. the ability to take something and pop it in the microwave is absolutely huge or a toaster oven, whatever you're using to mm-hmm. reheat it. Or if it's something that can be eaten cold stuff that you can do really quickly is nice. And I feel like just going from, Oh yeah, I had that thing. Now I don't have to worry about lunch. I feel like dinner. You usually have enough flexibility where like if you had to cook dinner more often, that's fine. But lunch, you usually just want something that's going to be quick. And that's a nice thing about leftovers is if it's really quick and, and not a hassle, then you don't have to do the thing where you're like, ah, I'll just grab unhealthy option that I will feel right. back out later. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, I'm ready to eat it again as early as possible, and lunch is usually the best time to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, truthfully, because it's it feels the freshest, even though it'll be fine later that evening. But yeah. if it's something you really enjoyed, you're excited to eat it again, and lunch is the perfect opportunity to have a smaller version of what you enjoyed the night before. Yeah. The size is a big thing because especially if we're talking about restaurant leftovers, usually mm-hmm. if you couldn't finish something, it's not that much. It's not going to necessarily be enough to sustain you for another full dinner meal if you are the type of person that has the biggest meal for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got a little like like how you just said, like if you've got a little bit less than what you had for dinner last night, that can work for lunch because you might not want to be eating as much as you did for dinner yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless you're like me who will founder at any possible meal. <laughs> I just become a golden retriever with an endless bowl in front of me, whatever it is. Oh my like, God. More. Sounds good. Mm, hungry. Me love lunch. Nom, 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 nom. 
You have cookie crumbs. You have cookie crumbs all over your fuzzy I'm, blue sweater I'm, 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 right I'm, now, Hal. None get in mouth. Me stuff it in. It fall uh, out when me chew. I keep coming back to the same thing making the most sense. And yeah. I, I, I kind of want to walk through it and see if both of you agree with me. Okay. I think these are all great options. I think both breakfast and the eggs option and the stir fry option have their advantages and disadvantages in that if you have something like a, like a rice or pasta that is part of your dish, stir fry is a way better option than egg. It's mm-hmm. just not going to work as well. Mm-hmm. However, there, if there's no pasta involved and there are other things like a potato, or a stuff. I keep coming back to Thanksgiving because those are, I feel like those are the leftovers that we're sure. most often faced with. And the thing that works well for them can generally be applied to the widest range of foods because there's such a wide range of food that is eaten at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think the sandwich is the best choice because it can incorporate so much, including more starch than it should. Like you don't <laughs> blink about putting yeah. wet bread inside bread. Sure. Or having that post Thanksgiving mac and cheese and turkey sandwich. Yeah. You throw it all in there and you heat it up and it can work as a hot sandwich or work as a cold sandwich. And it's fast. Yeah. Like the preparation time is nothing. Just stuff the roll and either put it in the oven or microwave for a couple minutes or don't. And then you're ready to go. Yeah. I think I would tend to agree. It seems like the sandwich is emerging at the top of this list. I, uh, I do want to ask a quick question because I think there are a couple other contenders. Uh, but I'm wondering if my hunch about this is true. And that is using leftovers as an addition to a sauce that you're making or using leftovers as an addition to a salad that you are making. Is that too reliant on other ingredients being the focus? And this feels like you're just adding them to get rid of them. Yeah, I feel like this gets into meal versus ingredient territory because... Right. If I was making, sometimes what I will do is, let's say I'm making chicken parm and I've got a big family value pack of chicken breasts and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat six straight chicken breasts of chicken parm. But Mm -hmm. since I'm already heating up the oven and doing all this in a smaller oven thing, I'll just do two plain chicken breasts separately. They'll all finish at the same time. Then I can save those and slice it up. Now I've got, you know, oven baked chicken on top of a salad. I feel like that's more ingredient based. It would be hard if I like if you've got chili, it's hard to be like, yeah, chili salad or yeah, chili (laughs) pasta. I I think this gets into full meal leftover versus individual portion. If you do get into where we're saying you keep all the things separately, then it becomes easier because if Mm -hmm. you have kept the roasted vegetables separate from whatever you else had and it wasn't a big mix up dish, then Mm -hmm. that works. But again, I think that that makes it harder to do the best thing because it's specific. It has to be something that isn't a dish that's inherently mixed together, whether that be a, a tacos, curry, soup, mm-hmm. whatever. It sounds like we have reached a point where we have, based on the two divergent paths of right. the original question of this, we have two final choices. And I realize that they might seem like apples and oranges, but this show frequently is asked to compare apples and oranges Tell me if you guys think this is accurate. I think, Hal, you're completely right on this. And I think that you were right, Mike, before about the first path that we took. So are the two finalists either glass storage in the fridge of an individual portion or making it into a sandwich? Those I seem to be our two choices. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like it's it's that glass tub meal prep. I've gone into cooking with the intention of if I'm going to spend an hour making a thing, I want to get more than just one meal out of it. So I am going to make I'm going to do this entire three quart pan full of whatever I'm doing so that I can reap the benefits of the labor I've done, because it's not that much hard to just do twice as much ingredients. Right. Uh, And yeah, I think the other option is is the "Ah, I've got this food. What am I going to do? Ah, I'll make it a sandwich. So, yeah, they're very different. But I I would agree. I think we're on the same page. Those are the top two contenders. And I I am torn. (laughs) I I am, too. But I would offer this. And it's not I I think we need to figure out the best possible use and Mm -hmm. the use. And if we came in and went all this way and said the best use is portion it out and then heat it up later, (laughs) I will slam my head in my closet door. So that our listeners don't have to come and, and find me. 
I will defend. I, I will defend meal prep so hard. I, I'm, so I'm with you about it. <laughs> I love meal prep. Here's the great thing: if you prep a meal out, you can then take that single serving and put it in between two slices of bread, and you have a sandwich. Right. You're right, ready yeah. making. It's like they become individualized cheese slices, basically. Yeah. I will say the biggest advantage of make a sandwich is that over meal meal. Prep, I think the one thing that meal prep is missing is taking leftovers from. Uh, going out to eat somewhere because mm-hmm. y- I don't think you can qualify. It's harder to say, oh, I'm going to go to this restaurant and order a really big portion and then know that I can eat this for lunch the next day. Like, I don't think that's really a plan. And mm-hmm. I think that that's it's it, a sandwich can kind of be applied to everything. I do think meal prep can go to a lot of things, but I think it's certainly more geared towards specifically. I have cooked this Mm-hmm. leftovers whereas sandwich can be i have cooked this leftovers or i ordered too much or someone had a potluck and left something here like there's more stuff that can be turned into a sandwich that i think gives it a, that advantage that meal prep sadly doesn't have yeah hal bring us home all right people of the world Jimmy John's has the ultimate <laughs> way for you to use your leftovers. That's why we picked sandwich. Our, our sponsor, damn it. Capitalism. We packed your leftovers so tight between two slices of bread that we tore both of our packs and we don't care because it's the best way to use your leftovers. Asked and Jimmy John's answered. Take it away, Brock. Don't, 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 don't. I just passed out. <laughs> How is Jimmy John's answered different from answered? Just more muscular. That's fair. That's fair. It's more swole. The answer's inside of a boxing glove. Yeah. <laughs> Look inside the boxing glove that is your oh. heart. And you know sandwich is the correct answer. That is the best use of leftovers. It makes you feel creative. It's super easy. Works hot or cold. And it can be applied to a startling variety of right. foods. I, I also think we can use the word sandwich as the is a whatever a sandwich rules where I know taco burrito. Yes, absolutely. Say like putting it in a crepe like we could even get breakfast mm-hmm. involved. I think leftovers yeah. inside of a bread ish based option yeah. uh, is, is what we're really going for here. Uh, yeah. yeah, it reuses the stuff and it also adds the variety, which I, I think is the biggest knock that anti-leftover people will say again mm-hmm. and unfortunately meal prep which was what i i think is my personal answer but i understand it's not everyone the big yes. knock will say i don't want to feel like i'm eating the same thing over and over again adding it to some sort of container edible container that is a sandwich or sandwich related thing <laughs> addresses that concern that anti-leftover folks who i still don't understand will yeah. have. i that's just like right. you referring to bread as an edible container that's it is i mean yeah. that's what it is yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> put a bread on it Put a bread. If you like it, then you should have put a bread on it. Mike Schubert, thank you for coming on the show today. This has been delightful. Potterless is so much fun. You have a million shows going on. Tell us about anywhere that people can find you. They if they want to find your new show, uh, the the Olympian show. Uh, the newest remember, Olympian. Newest Olympian. Thank you. And yes, I'll I'll talk about that one uh, in the most detail. But yeah, if you're listening to this now, it's out. The newest Olympian. It's similar to what I did with Potterless, where I was a grown man that never read Harry Potter, and I went through the books for the first time as an adult. Now I'm doing that with Percy Jackson to answer the question, is this the YA series that society slept on? Should this be as big as Harry Potter, Twilight, Hunger Games, etc.? And I'm going through the series as well. So I'm always joined by a guest who's a big Percy Jackson fan, do a couple of chapters at a time. I'm really loving the book so far, and I'm, I'm just a little bit into the first one. So that's going on. And then another one that is coming out soon, should be October, is Modern Muckraker, which is a scripted show where I'm playing a, a character, much like a Colbert, where I am a heightened version of myself that is fully convinced I'm completing the world's most important journalism. But I'm answering questions like, when should Spider-Man take the subway instead of web swinging? And then we talk to experts. <laughs> like, uh, like we interviewed folks at Marvel to be like, does he have to go to Staten Island if there's a crime there? And then we're talking to a physicist to determine how fast he could swing based on how long the web is. And then we will compare that to the Metro Transit schedule schedule and then determine <laughs> ah he should take the subway when it's running express weekdays uh, whatever that is oh, i love that so that is perfect it sound like an npr show and mm-hmm. my character believes it's very important work but it's very silly
silly questions. So that one's called <laughs> Muffin Muckraker. Um, but yeah, you can, for all the titles of the stuff, Potterless Horse Meddling Adults, you can just search uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you go to my personal website, which is just Shubes, S-C-H ub dot es it's got all my podcasts there and you can check it out there and then i'm on social media at shub 17 s-c-h-u-b-e-s-1-7 on twitter and instagram and that also has info about all the podcasts that i make if you've enjoyed me uh talking on this podcast i'm very similar on other podcasts <laughs> by the way i have a, fu- a very fun before we get out of here a very fun mike schubert story which is uh mike was out in la a couple of years ago we were meeting for breakfast and we exchanged numbers which we hadn't done prior and so I got a text saying, Hey, it's Mike. I said, how do I know it's you? And he is a huge basketball aficionado and Nick's fan. And I am a huge basketball aficionado and Sixers fan. And he said, Iggy Brad Zeke has scored 37 points for whoever the, the G league affiliate for the Knicks is. Chester Knicks. <laughs> it was Chester Knicks. And I was like, Oh, well, this is certainly Mike. And then later on that same player played for the Philadelphia 76ers, bringing our lives full circle. Like, like Batman and the Joker were destined to do this dance. Mm-hmm. forever thank you again for joining us mike this has been a pleasure thank you for having me the pleasure was all mine that's right well this topic is closed but there are many more topics to discuss so please reach out to us on twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our facebook page talk about and share pictures of your leftover dishes of choice that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast thank you to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks of course to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you the people of the world for giving us an opportunity to sit down today and talk about something that we clearly love food and leftovers and what to do with them and chopped and food network. And may I say, I hope that we can take all of you, the people of the world, take you out of the fridge, put you on the slices of bread. That is Hal and Mark slather on some mayo and make a delicious people of the world topic sandwich. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Hal Lublin. I'm Mark Gagliardi for Mark Gagliardi. I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.